Hello, hello. Governor, this is everyone's favorite episode. This is the long-awaited glasses for kids episode. If you're a parent and you've got kids listening to this, get them out of the room. You <laughs> don't want your kids listening to this. You also don't want your kids listening to Katy Perry's album, Teenage Dream, especially if, you know, it's a bunch of having a slumber party, girl's 13th birthday. They're not listening to that album. You don't have that album in the house. You've blocked that album from YouTube and you've blocked that album from Spotify. Kids aren't listening to it at slumber party. But if you're looking for glasses, don't have them listen to this episode. That's not appropriate. Get them out of the room. If you're looking for glasses for your kids for the first time, then this is probably a pretty decent episode if you can make it to the end. You can probably fast forward to the third segment, probably last 15 minutes, just like every other episode. Skip the first two segments, jump forward 20 minutes, get to the nitty gritty, the good stuff. And also remember, eBay's a corrupt company and they're not going to last much longer. Thanks so much for listening. What's going on? Where am I? Is it morning? Oh, holy shit, it's afternoon. It is not morning. <clears throat> How's it going, everybody? <clears throat> How's it going, everybody? It's Bling, Bling Your Podcast. How's it going? We're going to talk about myopia today, and we're going to talk about high opiate. Oh, man. Yeah, we're going to talk about high opiate today. We're going to talk about getting high and seeing a long distance. High opiate is when you get really high. No, you get like rats, rat, 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 rat. Mm-mm. It's not when you get high. When you get on really, well, I messed up. This is bad. Well, if you've gotten this far into the podcast, high opiate is when you get on top of a high building and you can see really far. I don't know. I just made it up right now. Rat, rat, though. It says when you get really high and then your vision gets better and you can see really far. Hyperopia. Let's talk about hyperopia. Hyperopia is farsightedness. Some kids have hyperopia. So if you have myopia, you know what that means? It means you're short nearsighted. Short sighted to you. You're nearsighted. And you can't see far, but you can see like really clear up close. So you have hyperopia and myopia. Occasionally, some kids, well, some people, will have a myopic eye and a hyperopic eye. Pretty cool, right? So you'd have one lens with a plus prescription and one lens with a minus prescription. In a lot of cases, well, it doesn't really happen very often, to be honest. Um, but... With some kids with heavy myopic prescriptions, which is a myopic prescription is nearsightedness. So they can't, it's very blurry for long distances for them. But they can see really, you know, so they're going to have to. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning into this special Bling Your Optometrist special. In this special, we're going to talk about different types of materials for, or make frog sounds. And we're going to talk about different types of materials for kids. If it's their first pair of glasses, let's talk about it. So one of the most rewarding things for me in the optical industry, whether I'm manufacturing the lenses and fabricating them or custom glasses and everything else, one of the most rewarding things that I don't forget 
and that I love. Like it's it melts your heart. It's like honestly, there's no money that that can really like reward you. It's a feeling that you get, and you can't get it with money or anything else. Well, maybe someone would pay enough. Yeah, maybe, maybe, but. It's when the kid has like a really, really heavy myopic prescription, which means they're very, very, they can see close, but they have to sit up close to the chalkboard, whiteboard now, or whatever it is, blackboard, what do they call it now? The board? They have to sit up in front of the classroom so they can see what's on the wall, the telescreen on the wall, the, the parlor wall. They have to sit really close to the front to watch the parlor wall. Because they can't sit in the back, it's blurry. They don't know what's going on. And it, it one of the saddest things, too, is when you, you see this these kids' prescriptions, and you're just like, ah, man, that sucks. Because it's heavy. Some of them are heavy. And I have a pretty heavy prescription myself. But you, you see these kids' prescriptions, like, oh, that's... You know, they're not seeing very clear. <laughs> they're just not. And, you know, you go in the back and, well, if you're working in the back, working in the lab, you can make the lenses and, and get those taken care of. And if you're working in the back and, and you're working in the lab and you're the one that makes the lenses, I will, I will tell, I'll tell the, the opticians up front and I'll say, hey, when this kid comes in to, to pick up the glasses with the parents and stuff, will you make sure to get me from the back when they come in and pick it up? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll make the glasses, check the prescription, everything's spot on, great. Perfect, here you go, guys. And typically with kids with like a heavier myopic prescription, that's when you, when you start to talk about different materials. CR39 is plastic, I should have disclosed that last night. CR39 just means a plastic lens. So it's nothing like ultra fancy, or it's a, it's a plastic material for the lens. Um, when you talk about different materials are going to have a different index rating and an index rating is going to be how the clarity of this material that you see through um different materials you can see more clearly out of right glass i think is pretty pretty good all around but it's an antiquated technology and plus for kids with a heavy myopic prescription that means they're going to have a really thick glass lens you don't want kids wearing like shards of glass on their face. That's dangerous. That's extremely dangerous. And glass can shatter. Glass can break. Glass is pretty robust overall, but it, it if it, you know, if it breaks, and yeah, if you, <laughs> did I, I didn't publish the one about the Sobe bottle last night with the fireworks and the Sobe bottle, the glass Sobe bottle. I didn't. Maybe I'll publish that. Oh, whatever. I'll do it later. Uh, rats, rat, rat, come on. <laughs> Pay attention, rat, rat. We're talking about glasses here. So, luckily, we have better technologies here that are safer for kids to wear. But you also have to kind of consider, typically consider, well, what's the prescription like? How heavy is it? And last night I was talking about, you know, grandma's getting her first pair of uh, progressive lenses. CR39 is going to be just fine, probably, most likely. Polycarbonate is going to be the best, though. Overall, for a prescription that's just right in the middle, nothing's not heavy, 
not white. It, the index value of where you can see it, how, the clarity of it. Polychromic is going to be your best choice. And honestly, it's not that more much more expensive than plastic is. Overall, if if you're going to get plastic lenses, there's typically going to be a reason for it. Um, a lot of times it's just, I want whatever the insurance covers. So it's the cheapest and their prescription's not heavy. They only wear them maybe right before bed or while they're reading. They don't wear their glasses all the time. Sure, go for it. Share 39 is going to be exactly what you need. But I'd say the industry standard is going to be polycarbonate, basically for just about everything. You do have another material called Trivex, which is very similar to polycarbonate. It's even more dense though. It's extremely, it's extremely strong. It's an extremely strong material. I believe it was actually created by the military, United States government. I believe, I think they were using it for cockpits, I believe. I don't know, don't hold me to that. But I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that they started that technology to use for cockpits for uh, airplanes. I, I'm pretty sure. And they needed this, or even like windows for tanks and stuff. They needed this ultra strong material, but that's ultra clear that people can see through. And so that's where you have Trivex. And I can tell you firsthand experience, Trivex is extremely strong. I've, is it story time? Is this first segment almost over yet? No, is it story time? I don't think it'd take too long. I could probably run it. So, I've done both sides with glass. I've been all around in glasses, okay? I know I know a little bit about glasses. I've been in the glasses industry for a little while here. Um, when I was manufacturing lenses to put them in frames, uh, I think, I don't know if the place I was working at had like a special deal with getting more Trivex lenses. Maybe someone had a surplus of Trivex lenses, so they were getting them for cheaper. Or I'm not sure what the deal was. But for a little while there, we were making a lot of Trivex lenses. We were having kind of, I don't know. There's probably some sort of deal. He was getting some little kickback if every pair of Trivex lenses is sold. He probably, eh. And that always, if it's a good company, when you do stuff like that with different manufacturers and stuff, if you're pumping out a lot of volume and there's not a lot of turn, like there's not a lot of, people are coming back and you're not having to get lenses replaced and stuff, you can, you can get some pretty good bonuses there with some of those companies, Essilor, whatever. Um, I think Essilor is a French company too. Vive la France. I don't know if that's the case. I don't really care if that's the case, but if you're a good company and you have a good, you have good leadership, Savvy leadership, who's not stealing from people, not ripping people off. I've worked for, I have worked for companies and it's, no, it's not that company. It's not that e-commerce company. No, that's not that dishonest e-commerce company. No, it's not. <clears throat> they ripped me off though. No, I've worked for companies that have been hyper-focused. I'm talking about hyperopia. They're hyper-focused on profits. They don't care about customer service. They don't care about relieving safety. They want what's the most expensive lens to everybody. <laughs> they don't care about anything else. They want money. That is not a good company to work for. It's not enjoyable. The money is not good. 
and it's torture. So I think I lasted at that company for two years. And then after that, I went to another company for five. And before that, before, before both of those companies, uh, I was at one for like six or seven or so, I don't know. And so on and so on. <clears throat> but the optical industry is kind of like that. You can run into offices and you can run into even like chains of, of stores, retail stores that only care about money and they do not care about their employees. They don't care about their patients. They don't even care about their doctors. They want money. And that's not a good company to work for. And you'll be able to figure it out. You know, you wonder how they exist and it's because people wear glasses. That's how they exist. If you sold spark plugs and you know, cars need, well, not so much these days, but if it's tires, cars need tires. There's good tire places and there's bad tire places. There's always going to be. Why? Because cars need tires. You're going to you're going to get tires on the side of the highway. It's called highway robbery. How much are these tires again? Like that's those that's 2000. Like whoa, I can get these for 100 over at Walmart. Okay, I can drive to Walmart. It's like I can't. It's 500 miles back that way. Yeah, these tires are 2000. You have to put them on yourself. You guys don't do anything. You guys don't do that. No. You buy the tires from us. You go down the street and you pay them $2,000 they will put them on for your car. And it's like, dude, this isn't honest. Oh, go get you some tires somewhere else. Go call the police and get some tires somewhere else. Where's the police station? Back over at the Walmart, 500 miles back that way. Damn it. All right, I'll buy the tires. The same thing with glasses, man. Your insurance only accepts insurance at this one place, so bringing the kids in for an exam, yeah. Yeah, that's why those glasses are so expensive. It's a bad place. You went to a bad place. You guys want to go to a good glasses store? Come talk to me. I'll tell you where to go. <clears throat> I know. I know which ones are honest. I know which ones are extremely dishonest. So, you guys want to avoid e-commerce robbery? Go listen to the past two months of my podcast. I'll tell you exactly which e-commerce company to avoid. In fact, uh, I'll tell you which e-commerce company I don't avoid. I'm waiting for an Amazon package today. It said it should, it gave me an estimated delivery. I love Amazon. I love Amazon. Uh, it gave me an estimated delivery, I think, today between the next two or three hours. So we'll see when that package shows up. Should be pretty exciting, guys. You guys want to get back to talking about glasses again? All right. So when this kid comes in with an extreme myopic prescription, it's his first pair of glasses. And I'm talking about it's a kid. You're not in sixth grade. You're oh, I'm going to junior high. I have to get braces and glasses. I have to turn into a giant freaking nerd. Oh, yeah. That cute girl that you knew in sixth grade? Yeah, over the summertime? <laughs> yeah, yeah, she developed. <laughs> and nope. We went backwards. She got braces and she got some glasses. Uh-huh. She did, <laughs> she did not... Nope. The girl in sixth grade that everybody liked, every single boy liked. They don't like braces and they don't like glasses, so no boys like her anymore. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to this special Bling Bear podcast where if you're a kid listening to this going into sixth grade to seventh grade, please stop listening to this podcast, first of all, and don't listen to Katy Perry's freaking album. Don't. What was it called again? Teenage Dream. If you're listening to this podcast and you're a girl and you're going in between 6th and 7th grade, for the love of God, please don't listen to Katy Perry's album, Teenage Dream. 
And don't let your little sisters or your little brothers listen to it either. And just don't even listen to it. That being said, don't listen to this podcast. Yeah, right. Your braces will come off. You have beautiful straight teeth. And you'll be able to get contact soon enough if your glasses bother you that bad. Some girls look really pretty in glasses. So, even prettier? Some... Do you know what the fetish is? Yeah, some people actually have, like, glasses fetishes. So, don't worry. The braces come off. You get contacts. There's also LASIK. Whatever. It's like, you don't have to wear glasses all the time. So, don't worry. There's, there's still hope. But sometimes it doesn't really work out in seventh grade and... Miss Popular is not so popular anymore. Yeah, payback's a bitch. But if you got a six-year-old, seven, eight-year-old kid who cannot see very well, who's been sitting, like, in the middle of the classroom, why is his grades like this, or why is this like that? You take him in for an eye exam, and he's got a pretty... Oh, that's why his grades are bad. That's why he's sitting in the middle of the classroom. He's sitting in the back, or he's shy, or he can't see. Get him in front of class, have him raise his hand, (laughs) and start getting some good grades. No. That's why. And there's almost this, like, concern with the parents that you run into. Um, Not like the child is blind, which is ultra-concerning as well, but, like, there's this concern of, like, um, learning abilities, learning disabilities, uh, capabilities. What's going on here? Is, is he not paying attention? What's going on here with, with our son, our, our kid, our, our son or daughter? Or other, a non-binary, uh, someone who identifies as non-binary as a child. <clears throat> What's going on with them? Gets their eyes checked. It's a heavy myopic prescription, my friend. Don't worry. Don't worry. You came, you came to the right place. We take extremely good care of our customers, especially the kids, okay? Now, we can talk about some different options. There's different lens materials, sure, yada, yada. I'm not going to try and upsell you on anything, okay? We're going to get a good pair of glasses for your child for the first pair of glasses. Whether or not it works for them, whether or not they're going to wear it all the time, that's what we're trying to figure out here. Will they wear it all the time? Will they try and, like, bat it off their face? Are they going to smash it? Are they going to lose it all the time? We want to figure that out right now. See how consistently they wear their glasses. See if it even makes a difference. See if this prescription works. So we're not talking about expensive frames here. We're not talking about expensive lenses. Everything I'm trying to sell you right now is what the kid needs. I'm not trying to get you to spend $2,000 in tires. Okay? Some of these frames are practically indestructible. Okay? They're a little bit more expensive. You could come in here and get one of these cheap kid frames, bag it up, you know, out the door. This is a heavy prescription. It's his first pair of glasses. He's he's gonna need glasses, so let's get him a pair of a pair of frames that are gonna last forever. And that's when the dad's like, "Yeah, we're gonna get some American-made glasses." And that's when I say these glasses are made in Denmark. This is surgical titanium that they're made out of. You can bend them and twist them in every different way. And as you notice, there's no screws. These are called Lindbergh's. They're probably the best pair of glasses you can buy. 
as far as the frames go for, for a child. And why is that? Look, there's no screws. Look at how I'm bending it in every single way. This is surgical titanium. If these, if these glasses break, <clears throat> if your child manages to somehow, I don't know, break these glasses with like your child's into welding or they have some like, uh, uh, what's it called? The bolt cutters. Yeah, they could probably break these glasses. If the child leaves, leaves them under your car, or rides over them with their bike, they scratch the lenses up. We'll talk about the lenses later. Frames going to be fine. I would recommend these Limburgs over here that, that are made in Denmark. Not in, <clears throat> and then Dadlico. The other one I'd probably recommend for right now, just with these two different brands, then that's when the dad's like, yeah, so American-made glasses, hell yeah. These are called Makitas. These are made in Germany. Basically the same materials, give or take, more or less. You'll notice there's no screws. They clip in and out, basically indestructible. Sometimes you can bend these to where you have to come in and get a different clip or a different, uh, another temple piece, or you have to come back and get a... Oh, our best friend is outside. Just yelling and yelling. I had, there's an episode I made last night, I didn't publish it though. We walked around a little bit and I was uh, completely belligerent and drunk and yelling at people. And the cops came. That, yeah, it's the arrested special. That's why I couldn't publish it. I spent the night in jail. No, I didn't get arrested. No, I'm not, wasn't belligerent. I didn't spend the night in jail. But I made a, an episode last night. You guys wanna make some coffee? It's a lost episode. I'll publish it when I publish it. Where's the golden spoon? Oh, here it is. The golden spoon. Did, oh, hey, governor. Did you say the golden spoon? This is gonna be a strong batch of coffee, you guys. The problem with the golden spoon, see this is a small Folgers container. It costs six fifty at 7-Eleven. They have it jacked up over there because they know if you're buying coffee there, you're gonna buy coffee there at any price. Highway robbery, we just talked about that. No, we're gonna sit right here. We're gonna sit right here and wait for this coffee to get done, like at least like one cup. And we're gonna just slam it, dude. We're gonna slam a full freaking cup of coffee right now. So you got Makitas, you got Lindbergh's. That's what we're gonna use for these kids here. How much do these frames cost? Well, Dad, that's gonna cost you about 500 bucks for these frames. Oh, that's not bad. I, I, it's, not, it's not too bad for a pair of glasses for the frames. The lenses, we haven't even got to the cost of lenses yet. Oh, is there anything less expensive? Or? That's a mom. There's a, there's a dynamic between mom and dad. If mom comes in, she's gonna get what's right for the child. If mom and dad come in, dad's gonna try and like, uh, I'm not gonna like, dad's in retail, dad's in sales. Dad wants to try and wheel and deal here on these glasses. When I just set up up front right off the bat, I'm not gonna try and upsell you, I'm not gonna try and give you anything you don't need. And dad's already going at it. Is there anything, got any plastic frames around here that we can smash on the kid's face? That we can spend money on and come back and buy another pair when he breaks them? That's dad, that's dad's retail prowess. That's dad's freaking wheeling and dealing skills. That's someone who doesn't get it. Oh, it's steaming. It's steaming. Wait for it, guys. The best part of waking up is Folgers in my cup. The best part of waking up is finding out where I left that 12-pack of 16-ounce Coors Light. 
I walk all the way down there, I get a freaking 12-pack of 16-ounce Coors Lights. I just left it in my backpack. Are they still looks are they still as cold as the Rockies though? Hold on. Oh, there's some twin snakes. Got some Coors Light, got some twin snakes. Are the are the mountains blue though? Are the mountains blue? I can't tell. Yeah, it's getting there. They're cold enough. What a relief. Mountains are blue, guys. It's as cold as the Rockies, guys. We're alright. We're alright. I want chicken. I want liver. Meow mix, meow mix, please deliver. Coffee's done, guys, and it tastes great. Coors Lights are in the fridge. Coffee's done. Let's probably drink something besides coffee and beer. Maybe we should just kind of take a little shot of milk straight up. That might be a good idea here, Bling. I've taken my vitamins. I'm talking about glasses. We got coffee. We just slammed some milk. Amazon Prime delivery on the way different selling strategies. We're talking about selling glasses in retail. We're talking about the retail industry. We're talking about e-commerce. You know, this is a true story. If you really want to talk about the retail industry and e-commerce, this is a true story and this is my absolute real opinion on it. As someone who's been in the optical industry for quite some time, with experience in both manufacturing and retail, I can tell you from my own experience for decades long experience of the optical industry Retail, e-commerce. Well, let's talk about Warby Parker. Let's just throw some names out there. Warby Parker, let's talk about buying your glasses online. That's fine if it's your first pair of glasses and you're really cheap and you don't know if you're gonna wear them and your prescription's not heavy and you don't have to, you can sit anywhere in the classroom and see just fine. See a little bit clearer with some glasses on? Hey, knock yourself out of Warby Parker. You don't know if you're gonna look good? I'll send you a whole bunch, you have to send them back or do whatever, go knock yourself out. You don't know if you're gonna even wear them. So, however complicated you want to make it for yourself with buying them online and stuff, do it. If you've gone to the same real retail glasses store your kids did, their dad did, before that their dad did, their mom did, you've gone to the same store forever, and you've never had a problem, go there. You walk in, they remember who you are, go there. If you've been wearing glasses for a long time, you get new pairs of glasses every now and then, you wear contacts too, but you need a new pair, you don't know where to go, should I get them online? Should I not? That's where we're at with me. I know where to go to get glasses here in Salt Lake. I know exactly where to go. It's probably the best place you can go in Salt Lake. Well, probably in this part of the United States. Yeah, it only exists here though. And no, I'm not talking about standard optical. No, I'm not talking about that place. I don't want to say just yet. <laughs> I know. I have that much respect for them, so I don't want to taint their name with this podcast, I'll say that. But I'll also say it's not standard optic. <laughs> I'll happily taint their name with this podcast. But is it tainted in this podcast? That's up to you to decide. But that's not where I'd go. You could, if that's where insurance goes then. What is it, Opticare? Is that what it's called? It's called Opticare, right? Whatever. Go wherever insurance is covered. You want my opinion on it? When it comes to online uh, e-commerce, glasses, retail, where to go, what to do, you want my opinion on it? Well, the best place in Salt Lake, the best, best place in Utah, the best place <clears throat> on this side of the United States, the side of Mississippi, I know where I'm going. 
It's a retail store. It's a physical store. There's a couple multiple locations here. Um, they're honest. It's a family-owned business. It's local. And they offer the best service, customer service, hands down. It might be it might be almost double. You might be paying almost double what you pay anywhere else. But they're not going to rip you off, man. They're just not. They're not trying to. They want you to look good and they want you to see your best. That's it. It costs a little bit extra to do that. But if you break your glasses, they'll take care of you. If you do whatever, they'll take care of you. They want you to come back. And they're not selling junk. That's not what they do. It's a high-end optical store. I'd recommend going there. If you have a place similar in your... If you're not in Utah, go there. Go somewhere that you can go like that. Now, actually, when I started working in retail for the first time... Uh, I was in the back, I was in the lab before, for years prior. And when I started working in retail for the first time, I had no idea what I was doing. I just lied and said, oh yeah, I can sell glasses. I was like, I've never worked with customers before in my life. But I said I could. Um, oh, that fucking kid. Every day, man. And that's why it's like so hard for me sometimes. It's like we weren't even supposed to be here. Like that's why it's so personal for me sometimes with this kid and like this podcast and just everything. I can't stand it. I get so upset because I, I wasn't supposed to be here and someone ruined it for me. And yeah, I'll turn on a dime here when it comes to like my attitude because he's just ruining shit constantly. And I have to deal with it and I shouldn't have to because somebody else ruined it for me. Now somebody somebody felt compelled to steal $1,500 from me. They, they saw suspicious, eBay, suspicious activity on my eBay account and they stole $1,500. I wasn't supposed to be here. That kid's not supposed to be bleeding into these podcasts. So don't use eBay at all for anything. They'll steal your fucking money and they won't give it back. And if you go on there and start complaining and they'll have all these little cronies go, well, you do know it's not illegal. They have the legal right to keep your money for as long. It's like, dude, I did not sell items in April so I can go right to the government and get paid in July, you pieces of shit. They just don't get it at eBay. They don't get it, they don't understand it. They're gonna go out of business, they're bankrupt. It's a Ponzi scheme. They'll pay you when you get your account reinstated. What if you don't want your account reinstated? I don't wanna sell shit on there, I don't wanna buy shit on there. So can I just have my money? Well, I can't reinstate your account because it's been permanently suspended, so you got a right to unclaimedfunds.gov. You're fucking kidding me. Who's, who's, who's proving this? Well, technically it's not illegal. They can you sign the user agreement. Then what the fuck are you talking about? What user agreement? Sell stuff in April, get right to the government in July? That's not the user agreement. The fuck out of here. Talking about parents and different parenting styles, it's almost like the parents are like, well, let the kid run outside, let him be as loud as he wants to be, so when he's squealing and screaming, we can watch these other 10 kids inside. And we can't hear him outside anymore. We can't, when he screams and yells, that's when we know something happened. We'll go, then we'll go run outside and check on him. Oh, it's quiet outside? Oh, what happened? Where'd he go? And it's like this weird communication with the freaking kid outside, and they just let him run around outside, and well, as long as we can hear him screaming, then everything's probably fine. Hey, everyone else is looking after him, or whatever. It's stupid. Give me a break, man. Yeah, the third segment's ruined. Deep breath, bling. Deep breath. Let's go over there by the window and make sure we can get all his screams and yells uh, nice and, and high def. No, we used to try and go sneak into the vocal booth. <clears throat> they bleed in. Go sneak into the back. 
they bleed in, he'd come around to the front. We're just gonna go right here by the window here. Make sure everyone can hear it and be distracted and ruin this entire podcast. Not like anyone's listening anywhere. Here you go, guys. If you live in Utah, if you're alive in anywhere in the world, please, for the love of God, don't have more kids than you can take care of. Please. It's not just more difficult for the kids. There's entire other lives here. Your, your individual choices have an impact on individual people. Sometimes your individual choices have an impact on more than one individual person. eBay knows all about that. eBay is ruining lives. That family over there? <laughs> There's nobody along this alleyway at all everyone hates that family everyone hates that kid so please it's not fair for the family it's not fair for the kid it's not fair for all of us who live along here if you can't take care of your kids don't have more of them and don't say it's up to the lord because <laughs> we talked about <clears throat> we talked about moral high grounds and feeling like morally superior, okay? It sucks that that's all I ever talk about now, are those two things, the kid and eBay. <clears throat> it sucks, man. I'm trying not to, it sucks. Why am I still talking about the kid? Because I couldn't leave, why couldn't I leave? Because of eBay, well then shit. What did eBay do? They stole $1,500, $1,575, they're pieces of shit. You go on there, you complain, well, technically the user agreement, it's just a bunch of cronies, it's a Ponzi scheme, and they know it. They're bankrupt. Fucking shit, man. They go by the fucking river now. Have that white noise drown everything else out. Deep breaths. Let's calm it down. Let's bring it back down. Come on. What are we talking about? Dads and moms, dynamics, retail sales. Come on, come on. Okay, if everyone can try not to be distracted by the screams and yells that bleed in from here on out, I'd appreciate it. So we've got different kinds of parents here. Mom's gonna get the best. Dad's gonna try and haggle with the salesman. And typically that's gonna be okay. If you go to Lens Crafters, it's not called iMasters anymore, what's it called? iVisionWorks? Go to VisionWorks. They might have a retail salesperson like myself who's not, who's gonna be upfront with you. They might have kind of someone who's like fresh out of high school and they're working on commission a lot of times, so they're gonna try and sell you stuff, no matter what. They're gonna try and sell everybody stuff, and that's not their fault. They get paid on commission. They're just out of high school. They've never really kind of, you know, they haven't really experienced that. So they haven't experienced getting completely ripped off before, so they're gonna try and rip you off. It's not their fault. They don't know what, yeah, they don't know what they're doing. They're just trying to sell glasses. That's what they get the most money for. They're gonna sell that, they're gonna do that. Um, it's okay to pay on commission uh, if you sell multiple pairs and stuff. I, I'm all, I think it's great. Give them a percentage, give them a cut. But don't pay them minimum wage and then say, sell as much as you can. If you pay them minimum wage and then base everything else on commission and then say, we've got some retail salespeople that can make up to $25 an hour with as much as they sell. And that retail salesperson works in the rich part of the city. And then they put you in the 
kind of broke down part of the city, you're not gonna, it doesn't matter how much you try and sell, you're not gonna make that much money. Your geographic location and the demographics surrounding that location, the socioeconomic demographics around that location make it impossible for you to make as much as the person does in the rich part of town. It's a nice thought, it's a nice dream, nobody's lying. They do make that much over there, but you cannot make that much over here. That's the truth. That's why commission's bad, because you're gonna have people just trying to sell and sell and sell. But if you pay them an honest wage, and then add a little, well, if you sell this, and then you get a little bonus, that's the honest way to do it. And that's where you're gonna get a good uh, retail sales, you're gonna have a good glasses store. An honest glasses store. And if it's been around for a while, that's proof that it's an honest place. It's been around. So if you're still listening to this after the string of cuss words there, bless your heart. If you're looking for glasses for your kids and you're like, oh, hey, Bling's actually talking about glasses. And there's someone go, we'll sidetrack with eBay once again. But yeah, this is how, that's how it works, man. And you're going to have different dynamics with mom and dad. Mom's going to get what's good and dad's going to try and whatever. But once there, I, I've told you this, there's a way to craft an argument and it's not even really an argument to sell something, you're telling the truth. But once you start to have dad recognize what he's actually saying by, by saying you could buy two pairs of plastic, by buying two, two pairs of cheap plastic, you buy one pair of plastic frames. Kid will come back because he broke it. You can buy another pair of cheap frames. Kid will come back because he breaks it. Then you'll have to come back and buy another one because kid lost it. There's like three pairs of glasses right there. Dad doesn't get it. Mom does. Maybe I can. My emotional regulator is kind of jacked up too. So, so that's what happens. You sit down you talk to mom and dad and you can kind of say that to dad. Kind of straightforward. Like, well, you can come back and buy another pair of plastic, cheap plastic ones when they break it. So you're buying two. It still hasn't cost as much as this one yet. But I have yet to see a kid break these Lindberghs unless you had, like, wire cutters or, yeah, bolt cutters. So Dad starts to be quiet a little bit more and starts tries to stop talking you down in price here. The same thing in a courtroom. With that, well, technically, we could hold that $1,500. You can start telling them in front of a judge, and they'll, they'll zip it. Their little user agreement, they'll shut up about it because they'll realize how stupid it sounds. And that's how that works because you're being honest. There's nothing, there's no lying. There's no trying to like make someone look bad or a character assassination. There's nothing like that. Mom and dad are there. They're in front of an honest person who's trying, they're trying to get glasses for their kid. Defendant's there, so is the plaintiff and in front of a judge. They're trying to get what's right and trying to make sure no one else gets hurt by this corporation, right? That's how it works. And it's interesting running into those different types of personalities when you're working in retail. Um, in retail, people don't like you sometimes. People just don't like you, whether it's just how you look or if you're a guy, um, some people don't like you. It goes both ways. If you're a girl, there's some, there's different generations that you'll run into that have, you could call it an old fashioned way of thinking, where they just don't like you right off the bat because of how you look or because you're a girl sometimes. I've had, uh, yeah, some older generations that I'm selling glasses to, and, and they just, 
they really do think that like they're gonna get better service from a guy it's more accurate or whatever they, that's just they think that way but if you're a good optician if you're good at selling glasses that you're honest it doesn't matter whatever if you're accurate take it take the time take a little extra time you're not putting pluses or minuses or getting those mixed up you know how to transpose from a optometrist prescription versus an ophthalmolo ophthalmologist prescription. One writes in only plus prescriptions and, and one writes in only minus prescriptions or writes in kind of either or. And if you have someone who's certified, like myself, you have that ability to read an op ophthalmologist prescription and go, okay, that's what we need to send to the lab. That's this, we have to transpose that prescription so that whenever, right? That's why it's important to be a certified, to be a certified by the American Board of Opticianry. And that's why it's important to renew your license every three years when you, when you have to. Uh, that's what I did back in March of last year. Uh, for me, I was not going to renew it last year. I wasn't, I had to do, this is where my appreciation for Jamie Dimon comes in and his good grades again too. Uh, I had to do, I kept putting it off. I was not having the best time last year when I was moving to here and whatever else, juggling everything else. I'm, I'm pretty sure, yeah, I was getting ripped off by the same company that ripped me off again this time last year. And so I was kind of struggling with making ends meet again and just juggling shit around. And I had to renew my optician's license. And I had to do it by March 31st, I think. And I had to renew about 12 hours or, I forget how many hours it was of continuing education. And I had to do it in about four hours, I think. I don't remember. But I know I can do okay academically. And I was thinking, should I just give this a shot today? I kept putting it off and putting it off as March 31st. And I was like, I'm just not even gonna renew it, screw it, and so I'm not gonna, whatever. But something told me, just give it a shot, Blaine, come on, you're pretty smart. So, I just sat down in front of the computer and I went at it. And I think by, it was like 11.30 p.m. or 11.45, and I had completed, I think, 11, 11 credit hours of continuing education. Uh, yeah, and how you do that is you have to study and take tests, well, 12 tests. Well, it's 12 tests. And you have to get 80% at least on each test. And I think you only get two chances to pass each test. And now I'm certified until 2024. Renewed it. I have a certification over there, all packed up with all my important paperwork. Ready to go. That's just still sitting there. So that's my story of glasses. That's my credibility here, in case anyone's wondering. I think in last night's podcast, I was talking about, I was walking past this street, the street of this girl I used to date, and I was talking about academia and how I would always talk shit about it, and she'd never, she'd never, like, agree with me about it ever, and now, after, like, yeah, after passing that, uh, getting my certification renewed for another three years uh, by taking a series of tests, and I have a test anxiety, like, there's... Yeah, I have to. I have to say, it, academia is not what I used to think it was, and it is. Uh, 
in most cases, probably yeah, beneficial in most cases, for sure. And, you know, unique individuals are going to excel in different ways. But overall, um, just recognizing as far as like what my uh, capabilities are, what my potential is, what I, um, there's the self-confidence. Like, come on, you're smart. You know, you can do this. And then, yeah, I did. I did it. It used to take me weeks to get it done. I'd start in November, and by December thirty-first, you know, it was supposed to be done. And yeah, I was always cramming after Christmas, and it was kind of astonishing to me that over the course of yeah, however long I've had my optician's license for, um, it's kind of astonishing that I was just like, okay, I'm gonna pull this off right now today. In like what six hours, seven hours? It's cool. It's really cool. And that's another reminder to me. Like I say a lot of dumb stuff all the time. I get pretty worked up. I would say I have a messed up. I have trouble regulating my emotions sometimes a lot, especially in the morning. I've had some pretty severe difficulties regulating my emotions in the morning. There's certain things I can't talk about in the morning, and there's certain people I can't talk to in the morning. As I'll go off. I made it a rule not to communicate with anyone within the first 30 minutes of waking up. All right, all right, all right, all right. <clears throat> Let's calm down again. I think Amazon's here. I think I can hear Amazon. Let's be quiet. Maybe we can hear him approach the door. So when you're sitting down in front of mom and dad, you're selling them the glasses, and dad starts to get it. Dad stops trying to take longer than what's necessary here. Dad can start watching the kid, and mom can start talking glasses. When usually it's dad's getting the tires, and mom's watching the kid, and dad's talking them down the tire price, this is different. This is a different type of haggling because there's none. There's no haggling. It's what's best for the child. It's not a pair of tires. We're not... It's good to have a safe pair of tires. You know, family's in the car. Precious cargo, for sure. Dad can take care of that. But we want the kid to see the best, and it's not going to be plastic frames. It's going to break those. Yes, we missed it. Oh, did I catch it? Damn it. We just missed Amazon. They're here. We just dropped it off. I love Amazon. You know what I've been doing lately? with the drivers, every delivery I get, I give them stars all the way across. I don't, I have no idea if drivers get bonuses for like perfect scores every single time. Like, how was your delivery? I have no idea. It just says, we'll share your information anonymously with the driver. With the, and I don't know, they might get bonuses, they might get raises, they might just have a chart with who, who gets the most, who's the best driver? I don't know, but I hope they get a little bonus because I know it's hard to be a delivery driver. And I know I, I sometimes order a lot on, on Amazon. And I know sometimes it's not fair to deliver something on Monday, come back on Wednesday, and then come back again on Thursday. That gets annoying. But I imagine if, <laughs> if they start to figure out who's leaving perfect scores every single time, they'll start fighting over, <laughs> they'll start fighting over which one, who gets to deliver mine first. Hey, it's strategic. Hey, whatever. Hey, <laughs> that's my that's my take on it anyway. Oh, 
I want to deliver blinks. I want to deliver blinks. No, no, no. I want to get there first. I want to get there first. They're fighting over who can deliver my package first. No, I hope they do get a little bonus for that. It's hard to be a driver. It is. So really, honestly, the good thing about my Kitas and Limburgs, as far as for kids and glasses, they are mostly indestructible. And when it comes to materials, if it's a heavy myopic prescription, you're going to want to use high index material. High index is a type of plastic, but the clarity is much better and the thickness, you can get more uh, my myopic lenses. A heavy prescription is gonna be really, really thick on the edges and really, really thin in the middle. That's how it is. Um, with the hyperopic prescription, it's gonna be really thin on the edges and really thick in the middle. Uh, and so finding the right balance and stuff with an adult's pair of glasses is you're, you're gonna to wanna to mostly default to high index lenses and not use polycarbonate. It's gonna be a lot thicker with polycarbonate. It's not going to, the clarity's not gonna be you know, as sharp. And high index lenses are gonna have the best clarity the thinnest lenses, they cost a lot more though. Especially when you start talking about like anti-glare coating, my preference is the sapphire coating. I forget, it, it might be Essilor, but it's, it's sapphire anti-glare, it's a lot more expensive. So high index with sapphire anti-glare, that's my, that's my jam. I think they look the best, and I think the anti-glare is the best as far as night vision and, and everything else. But I think the aesthetic appearance of sapphire anti-glare, it looks the best, as, as well as the thickness of the lens with high index and everything else. With um, a myopic prescription, the outer edges are gonna be the thickest. So usually you're go, gonna choose a plastic frame because it'll kind of hide that thickness on the side. And you can have a really heavy prescription, get some decent looking they don't have to be chunky plastic, but it's not gonna look like you have a high prescription and it's not gonna look like you have little beady eyes. So that's what you can do as an adult. As a child, you can't get high index, especially if it's your first pair. You can, but it's not a good idea. Um, plastic, CR39, you don't wanna do that either. Why, why is that? Well, that's because Plastic, CR39, that can break, that can chip and it can break. It can crack if you're too hard on them. You don't want kids wearing glass on their face. You don't want kids wearing plastic that can break and shatter and crack. You also don't want to get high index, even though it's gonna be thinner and they see a little bit better, because it's the same, it's a plastic, it's a type of plastic, and it can break and shatter and chip and crack and whatever. It's thinner and everything, but it's not safe. I think that's when dad starts to realize too. It's like we're talking about like safety and what's best for the kid, not so much cost. Um, and if you're in an honest place, they're not gonna rip you off. They're sell you honest pair of glasses. Make a profit too. I mean, that's why they're in business. That's why they're selling glasses. They have to pay their employees, you know, do everything else. So all of you that have listened this far that need glasses for your kids, Blink, tell us what to do. What do we get? What do we buy? We've listened to your podcast for an hour and you're fucking complaining the whole time. All right, I'm getting to it. You want to get polycarbonate lenses. You can even get Trivex lenses. I'd say Trivex is probably overkill for the first one. You can get polycarbonate lenses and it's going to be good. So my recommendation would be Lindbergh frames for the kid. 
polycarbonate lenses for the kit. You could do Mykita. I think they might be just slightly less expensive, but I would recommend Lindbergh polycarbonate. Don't, unless there's like light sen sensitivity, like real light sensitivity, um, consider transitions lenses, uh, transition coating. Um, I would say it's a good idea to get anti-glare. You might not want to get like sapphire. You might, might want to just go with the house anti-glare, the cheapest one. It's a first pair of glasses, so you don't know if they're even going to stay on their face. And you probably don't want to go like overboard with the coatings and everything else. <clears throat> because kids can lose glasses pretty easily. <laughs> they can. You know, if they're in school, they can lose glasses pretty quick. However, um, with Lindbergh glasses, you can um, have the, like the name and phone number kind of monogrammed on the side of the frame. It's a really small frame. Is anyone going to get like a magnifying glass to see it? Like, oh, what do these glasses belong to? Maybe, maybe not. I have hurt my boss, actually. Yeah, my boss, he went skiing here in, in Utah, and he had... You know, he had the most expensive pair of glasses, right? He had the, I'm pretty sure they're Mikeitas too. Um, he had the most expensive pair of glasses to go skiing with. And he's an avid, avid skier. I went skiing with him once from someone who used to skateboard and it's like, I can probably keep up with my boss, yeah. I'm not, I've been skiing a handful of times, five times probably, but I can, I can go pretty fast downhill. I can keep up with him. He takes me all the way to the top at Deer Valley uh, Resort here in Salt Lake. He takes me all the way to the top and I get off the ski lift and this isn't a black diamond. I get off the ski lift with my skis and stuff thinking like, oh, skateboarding's gonna you know, keep up with him, no problem, I can skate. Like I've skied before, I can go really fast straight down. And he's just kind of like casually putting his helmet on and putting, and I look down and I'm starting to shake, I'm shaking. I'm like putting my goggles on, my hands can't hold still. I'm not nervous because it's, I'm with my boss. I'm nervous because it's, we're about to just take these skis and go straight down the Grand Canyon. Now I'm a decent skier, I guess, as far as like not falling too much or going too fast. But I've never uh, exactly been this high up on this particular ski resort, and I don't really feel comfortable right now because <laughs> it's a sheer cliff that we're that he's just kind of skiing towards. I think, uh, yeah, it was. I, my hands couldn't. I couldn't. I wasn't cold. I wasn't nervous because I was with my boss. We were pretty good friends. We're great friends. Part of the family. Uh, no, I love. I love that family so much. Um, but my hands were shaking because I was scared. I was terrified. My hands, could, I couldn't hold them still. I was totally aware of it too. I was like, dude, your hands are shaking. It's noticeable. You can't even put your goggles on. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my boss knew what he's doing. I'm pretty sure. He's like, all right, Bling, you ready? I was like, yeah. I think I looked down and like, oh, my skis are a little bit loose. And I think I looked down and was like strapping it a little bit tighter. And I look up and I was like, hey, where'd my boss go? Where's he at? I look behind me. I was like, wait, where'd he go? What's, what's going on? I look down and he's probably what? Three quarters of the way down the mountain already? Down this sheer cliff? I was like, I'm like, this is gonna suck. So I hopped down it. 
legs are shaking, hands are shaking. I'm what I think call it pizza, right? My skis are pointed in at each other the entire way down this hill. I'm terrified. I get three quarters of the way down like an hour later where my boss is waiting for me. And I was like, okay, now I can start to pick up a little bit of speed. And then <laughs> something happened uh, right at the bottom. And I got tripped up in <laughs> my skis, flip off my skis, go flying in the air, and then hit the snow and start sliding just enough. And my helmet, my boss is standing right there. My helmet, like, he didn't even move. He didn't even move. And my helmet goes, dink and hits the side of his skis. And he goes, oh, you took a pretty hard fall there, didn't you? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> uh, he loved it. He loved it. He knew. He was like, yeah, you might be good at skateboarding, dude, but you're not, you're not, you're not a skier. And I'll always remember that because <laughs> he loved it. Yeah, he put me in my place pretty quick. It was funny, though. Like, how is that possible? My helmet just, like, you can hear the snow, like... <laughs> And I was like, hey, hey, boss, man. Took a pretty hard fall there, didn't you? Oh, man. And we were, yeah, we were, that was, there were some terrifying moments, man. Because we went even higher than that that day. And I was, it was like the Matterhorn, man. My boss was like, all right, Blaine, we'll see you down there, right? I was like, yeah, all right, sounds good. We're at the very top, we're at the very top, Blaine, we'll see you down there. All right, we'll see you down there. And then they disappeared into the mist the black mist that was in front of me and there's a sheer cliff to my right I don't know what's on my left I don't know what's in front of me there's mist they're gone wolves howling in the back great yeah I'm still here I'm still here survive but it was scary it was terrifying going down alone and through the mist terrifying to my right was a cliff a real cliff this time though not a black diamond not, not whatever green thing I was on before a, a sheer cliff to my right all the way at the top Deer Valley Resort <sighs> hands and palms are getting sweaty feet are getting sweaty right now it feels like I'm like a roof like a steep roof or something can't get my grip anyway boss is an avid skier Not he didn't lose his glasses that day but he lost his glasses on one of his other rep ski trips where he puts reps in their place who thinks they can ski he makes fun of them <laughs> He lost his glasses. And if you lose your glasses in the snow, no one's gonna find them They're until the snow melts. They're buried deep, just like my Esther DuPont lighter was around Thanksgiving. God, it's Encino Man. You bought your glasses, they're gonna do the Encino Man. Gonna lose them, find them next spring. Well, I can't remember the specifics. I just remember my boss was always saying, I lost my glasses, I lost my Makitas, I lost my best pair of skiing glasses, I love those skiing glasses. On and on. I know he missed them. I know he lost them. I know they're a good pair of glasses. Well, I guess somebody found them. Somebody found them, and they knew that they, they could only come from one store, and there's probably only one person that would wear those glasses. I'm not kidding you. It's, it's true, and they knew whose pair of glasses they were. That's, <laughs> that's the, the reach, that the, the impact that this store had as far as being positive and honest and good people right people at a ski resort found his glasses or someone turned them in or something and people at the ski resort something like that they knew whose glasses they were they call up the store boss man answers and he goes you guys will never guess this i found my they found my glasses what 
did you call him? He's like, no, they called me. Believe it or not, or maybe he did call him, I don't know, but someone, they knew. I go, yeah, we did, we got your glasses. He didn't have to describe them. He didn't have to say, oh, it's this brand, they had this color, whatever. They knew his glasses they were, and he got them back. I was like, dude, that's pretty, like, how, did, how does that happen? Uh, that would never happen like anywhere else in the world, except for right here in Utah and with that specific store and that specific boss, man. Anyway, anyway, if you're listening to this podcast because you need some answers right now on this Sunday, what do I get my kids for school? They need glasses. Spit it out. Stop stalling. All right, all right, all right. Polycarbonate Lindbergh. See how they wear them if they're trying on frames to see which one fits and which one's going to be you know the best for the uh, that fits their their face um if they're batting the glasses off they won't even wear them for two seconds you know it's probably not going to (laughs) work with those glasses it's just probably not uh and my kids probably aren't going to be any different so from there you're probably going to want to get they're called rec specs and there's a little uh, like band uh, across the back. What people wear for like racquetball and stuff. Or like basketball players, I think sometimes wear them. Baseball players, they're called rec specs. And most of them are ZA7 rated for safety glasses, which means there has to be a certain thickness and stuff for the lenses. But I don't think you have to do that. But some of them are rated ZA7 if you're you know, in construction and have to wear glasses. You can sometimes get rec, rec specs that are Z87 rated, I think. But for kids, you know, it sounds kind of... Th- Whoa, get rid of that thing. It sounds kind of cruel right now to keep thinking of it. Like if they're batting it off their face, they don't want to wear it. And so it's like, well, we get a band and put it around their head. Like, uh, make sure it stays on their face. It almost sounds cruel thinking of it now. Um... It's like no, no, no. Just don't let them. Don't make them wear glasses. They don't want it on their face. Just be nice to them. Don't. No, we don't need it. No. But they can't see. They just don't like something on their face. And so, rec specs is going to be what you're going to want to do, at least for that first pair. Uh, you don't have to, but it might be a good idea if they don't even want to wear them. So, in that case, they're going to be less expensive, but it doesn't look good. <laughs> Your kids don't look good wearing them and it's forced to stay on their face so we'll go with those the first time see how the prescription is we'll see how they handle wearing it on their face if it's okay if everything works out come on back and then we'll talk about the Lindberghs and we'll do that so that's what an honest salesperson is going to do rec specs are significantly less but they don't look as good and it's attached to their face you know the band is on their face so it doesn't it just doesn't look good and you want your kid to look good and be happy with the way they look. So, but you also want to make sure they can see. So you do all that, you get the rec specs ready, put the prescription in, make sure everything's right, take the measurements, the pupillary distance for the kid to make sure to get the optical center right where it's the best. And the prescription where it's the, you know, clear is the sharpest, right where their pupil's gonna be over so they can see what the teacher is doing, see in the classroom. Let's see, just see things again, you know, or just see things for the first time. You put the information in, order the lenses, the lenses come in. The guy in the back will check the lenses to make sure everything checks out, everything does. The guy in the back will make the lenses, put the 
If you're actually manufacturing lenses, if you're the guy in the back, you want them with rec specs, you're gonna to wanna to cut them much bigger. You're gonna to wanna to bump it up. There's a default that the machine's gonna to go to on the edger. You're gonna to wanna to make it much, much higher by a lot, not just a few, like probably by like one uh, centimeter in diameter. And then you have to edge it down from there if it's too big, but I've even seen it up to like two centimeters larger in diameter. And that's just because of the way rec specs are, the way you clip them in and stuff. So if you're manufacturing lenses, cut them bigger. A little trial and error, but eventually you'll, you'll get it to fit. But if you cut them just on the default, it's probably gonna be too small and you'll have to reorder the lenses again. Customer has to wait longer. Not good. Kid can't see still for another week. So cut them right the first time, do it right the first time so you don't have to do it twice. And like my opinion is if the sooner you ship the items, the sooner the person can leave positive feedback, the sooner eBay can steal $1,500 from you. In this case, you're working for an honest company, I imagine. So the sooner you get those lenses cut the right way, the sooner you get it to the customer, you know, the better the kid can see and the faster no one can steal any money from you. Make sure to write your letters to Paul S. Pressman, chair of the board, uh, something yeah, San Jose, California. Make sure to thank Paul S. Pressler for stealing your money. Fucking cowards. Glasses are done. Check the prescription. Double check the prescription. Everything looks good. Check the pupillary distance. Everything matches up. We're good. Give it to the people up front. When you call this person and they come in, make sure to get me out of the back, please. I want to see how these fit. Now, if you work in the back, you don't usually work with retail and stuff. You're cutting glass and doing whatever in the back. You're watching TV, watching movies in the back. <laughs> I wish, I wish. Um, dicking around in the back. Taking a nap and then taking some shots in the back. It's a fucking rave in the back. Sometimes they'll come in on your day off and that sucks, but typically if it's in the evening and school's already out and the people in the front call, hey, their glasses, your kid's glasses are ready, your child's glasses are ready. Um, they'll come in, they'll, hey, bling, bling, they're here, they're here. Like, oh yes, I'll just stop what I'm doing. Just stop, put it down, stop what I'm doing. Oh, wait a second, oh, hang on, just stop. I go walking out to the front, hey, there you go, you know, like, ready for your first pair of glasses? You know, no, I'll wear glasses, no. It's like, okay, okay, I know, I know. And if my hands are probably dirty, I'm wearing gloves or something, I'm not gonna try and fit it on to their face. But if it's, if I'm not in the back and I am you know, in the front, then yeah, it, you know, fit, put it on and, you know, see how it fits. You don't want it to be super tight. You don't want them falling off either. So you get that kind of figured out, put it on their face and then just look at, look at their face. Just look at them. Oh my God, I'm starting to get a little much. <laughs> this kid has never seen before the distance that they're seeing now. They've never seen the colors before. They had no idea that this world existed when you put those glasses on their face. They're not trying to bat them off anymore. They want, their, they want them on. They want to see. It's amazing. It's, it, there's no, you can't buy that. They'll get annoyed with wearing the glasses. They'll probably even cry about it. They probably hate it. Why me, whatever. Um, they'll probably throw those glasses at some point against the wall, smash them, <laughs> and do something, step on them, do something. Try and lose them on purpose. But that first time, 
they know why they're wearing them now. They get it. It all starts to click. The going in a dark room and trying to figure out what shapes are what. Is that a star? Is that a horse? Is that a, you know, what does that look like? Is that a square? Is that a triangle? Because um, kids don't know the alphabet. So now they're starting to figure it all out. Like what they're doing there, what these things are, all that stuff. They can see, and this is what the world looks like. All the colors, the distance, the cars driving by, the neon signs in the back, all of it. And the look on their face, it, it's priceless. It's priceless. And this is coming from someone who made the glasses or who sold the glasses. I could only imagine what it's like to be the parent of that child and to see like, okay, that's, it works. They can see, look at their face, it like lights up like Christmas. They're excited. It's like they gasp. The kids will like gasp air, like, what is this? Because it's not blurry, it's not loud. They can see it, they can see. They can see what I look like. They can see what the girls look like. Christmas lights. It's car lights, all of it. It's beautiful, it really is. Are you gonna get that with Warby Parker? No. Not at all, not even close. You can't buy that online. You can't Warby Parker that, you can't buy that for cheap. You have to go to the right place that's gonna do it the right way. You have to go to a place that actually cares about the customers and cares about the kids and wants to help. Not steal money, that's a bad business. Stealing money is a bad business and won't last. Looking out for customers and the impact that your decisions have your individual decisions have, the impact and the reach that it has, recognizing that, the self-awareness, that's how you run a good business and that's how you make people happy. That's how you actually help people. And you get, it's so rewarding. I had jobs a drag on cutting another pair of glasses. But every now and then, you know, you get something that's priceless, something that's so rewarding. It reminds you of why you get your license renewed and something like, Dad gets to see how to really haggle with retail. There's so many lessons that can be learned along that process when it's a, a kid's first pair of glasses. But ultimately, as a kid, and can the kid see? Is he comfortable? Everything else? Once you get that straightened out, yeah, it's, per it's perfect. It's priceless. Love it. Get the Limburgs. Now sell them the Limburgs. Now get <laughs> sell them the Limburgs with transition and everything else, and anti-glare. And, uh, but it's cool. It's really cool really really cool it makes me really really happy so that being said we'll wrap it up here um when it comes to online e-commerce and buying glasses online and complicating things and doing whatever i first thought when i stopped working at that job to pursue other things uh, i first thought that online retails that's where it's going to be that's where it's gonna end up, that's the future, that's the way to go. I first thought that. I, I, I knew glasses stores would always be around, same as tire stores and stuff, like, they're always gonna be there. Different places are gonna be more honest, different places are gonna be more steal money, more greedy, dishonest, and treat their employees bad and stuff like that. Um, and I just thought it was gonna kinda of all start to disintegrate, we'll all go online and we'll buy our glasses that way somehow. But this recent experience with eBay and them stealing $1,575 from me made me think twice about it. 
I made me distrust uh, e-commerce. I still trust Amazon. We just got the package a little bit ago. Amazon's trustworthy. eBay is not. And that made me realize it's probably not going to be e-commerce. You're probably not going to buy your glasses online. In fact, it's probably going to be local retail stores that are, are, are going to make a huge comeback. I think it's because well, as long as Amazon has the right leadership, which they do right now, I think it's it's because Amazon has started to realize like we have to start to give back here. It's not like Walmart would just move in and you know disrupt an entire community's economy. Um, I think Amazon's realizing like yeah they did disrupt the economy and whatever, but I think they realize also that they they have to help others too. So there'll probably be programs to for retail shops to sell online on Amazon too. There's a little thing right now on Amazon that says local or um, family-owned business kind of thing. So Amazon is continuing to innovate and evolve and to, to make sure that it's not putting people out of business. In fact, it's sort of curating that business and making it to everyone that buys on Amazon, well, they can buy on Amazon and help this local business too. But ultimately, I think it's going to, well, that's Amazon doing the right thing, you know, mostly, right? Like, trial and error with any business. Especially if it's the first time in e-commerce, like the first time it's ever happened in history. Like, yeah, it's been trial and error mistakes. Uh, I don't think stealing from people isn't an acceptable mistake. That's not a mistake. That's dishonesty. That's corruption. That's corruption. That's not going to last. Of course it's not going to last. That's not trial and error. That's purposely choosing to make the wrong decision. It's nuts. Oh, anyone could think it's a good decision to steal from people. It doesn't make sense. But how they're even still breathing, I don't know. Just so disconnected from the impact of their individual decision to steal. Underestimating people. Steamrolling their way through, trying to be number one, take over the world at any, any expense, including their own demise, their own destruction, their own court dates own court cases, their own lawsuits. They can try and dance around it all they want. It's going to happen. Because it's not the right choice. It's dishonest. After There's consequences for stealing. It's been around cultures. Get your hands chopped off. Get hanged. Die. Because you stole a loaf of bread. It's been around for a long time. Stealing is not right. You get caught. There's consequences. Doesn't even have to be a court of law. Just get your hands chopped off. It's gone around for a long time. And could you imagine someone stealing and just going like, well, technically I had you sign this agreement that said it was okay that I, I could steal this for three months and then you could write to the government and get that money back that I stole. <laughs> you signed it. <laughs> like, yeah, I did. Yeah, sure did. I agreed to that, didn't I? I want to talk to you for a second. Come here, I have something really important to tell you. What, right here, what? No, come here, come closer, I want to tell you something. Oh, come on, Bling, stop making that fist. I'm right here, you can tell me right here. No, come here for a second. Get over here. Bling, I gotta go, man. I, he said, no, come here, real quick. No, I gotta go, man. Fucking cowards, dude. Cowards. Well, let's just ignore them. Hopefully they'll go, go away. I realized through that experience, it's not gonna be online retail. It's not gonna be e-commerce, it's not. I, I gave you the, the example of how Amazon could contribute to it 
but it's not going to be Warby Parker. It's not going to be like that because you don't have that trust there. And Warby Parker could sure eventually get there. I just don't think it's going to happen. Not the direction this country is going and not anytime soon. Nobody trusts anybody. If there's too many middlemen waiting on the mailman to deliver something that gets stolen along the way or something happens, it, it's not good. It's no good. I'm not saying the mailman's stealing anything. In between the process of like, maybe it's left in front of your door or whatever, something happens. Someone steals it. There's dishonesty rife right now in e-commerce, rife. And you have to, it has to be trustworthy. It's just not right now. I'm not saying more, I've never ordered anything on Warby Parker. I don't know how it works. I don't want to. I can't try the glasses on. And I know my money's going somewhere that's not local. As someone who's worked in that industry for a long time, who lives here, I understand the importance of making sure that my money stays here instead of goes off to some corporation. I want it to be here. I want to help my boss because he's helping me and it's a symbiotic relationship. We're not stealing from each other. He's not running a Ponzi scheme. It works, you know? So I thought it was inevitable. I thought online retail sales for glasses, it's going to go online, yada, yada. But it's not going to. It's going to reverse. People are going to find out, you know, which places are honest, which places aren't, you know, which insurance, which, which isn't. But yeah, that'll happen. But there's nothing that can substitute honest customer service. There's nothing. It's paramount. When people understand and people listen to what you're saying, it's not a Ponzi scheme. It's, a, it's the most important thing, whether they're being paid on commission or not. Customer service is paramount, whether you're buying glasses locally or tires. In conclusion, kids, their first pair of glasses, polycarbonate lenses, possibly Rex Specs, Lindbergh frames that fit, Lindbergh, made in Denmark, Mikita frames that fit, made in Germany, and go from there. Kid isn't hard on his glasses and whatever else, junior high comes along, he gets braces, he or she gets braces. Um, yeah, put him in some high index lenses or get him some contacts and see how that works out. Uh, different, you can get certified for contacts too. I'm not sure uh, how many extra credit or whatever, but I did not get that certification. But I, I still wear contacts. I still have them. I need to go get my prescription checked, but I haven't since really the pandemic started myself because I didn't want to have you know, germs and stuff. But it's important to have a doctor that you trust when it comes to, to your vision. Not all doctors are good. Some are better than others. I think they're pretty good, but, you know, some are better than others. And I'd say if you found a good doctor where you've never had to really go back for, uh, like, a recheck, your prescription wasn't right, or you have to, whatever, you do it two or three times, probably not the best doctor. Unless it's a really complicated prescription. But if it's just a normal prescription, you've gone back a couple times, or someone messed up with your prescription, put a plus instead of a minus, maybe not I'm not sure if you're going to find out why your prescription got messed up but maybe find a different place or a different doctor but you'll know you'll know if you can see and that's it that, yeah, that'll, that'll let you know and you'll know if the kid can see by the look on his face 
his eyes, he gasps for air and his eyes get just big, huge. Like I can see, like this is what it looks like. This is why we did everything. This is why I've been crying and kicking and doing everything, batting these things off my face. Like this is, oh, okay. It's beautiful, man. It's beautiful. Don't use eBay. They're stealing from their customers. They're blatantly stealing from their customers. They're doing it based on the very, they're targeting the sellers based on nefarious algorithms. They're dishonest. It's not a good investment. eBay's bad, and eBay will go bankrupt. Thanks for listening. You guys are the coolest.